Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be bright days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. I'm going to read straight from our text line. Okay. A little bit of a running, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, running writing, if you will. Um, this is from all kinds of numbers all over the uh, the Bay Area. Um, not to sound cynical, but it just sounds like Draymond's going to get a technical his first game back. He doesn't sound like a man that's changed his ways. Uh, 707, stop playing him. That bleep is annoying. Uh, 510, this dude should be an actor or a politician. Um, 707, it's ruining my day hearing this. Uh, 510, love Dre, but this is all hot air. Uh, Draymond is loving this moment. Um, I hope you guys call this news conference what it is. Utter bleep bleep. He certainly loves to hear himself talk. Um, gosh, let's see. What a bleeped up way to think. He lost two chips for the team. He's not sorry about his antics. Somebody ask him about attending LeBron's party. I could keep going. What do you think? Well, I mean, he lost two chips. How did he lose two chips? The one he lost led to uh, two more that they won. So if you want to play the uh, chips won versus chips lost game, they don't get KD if they win that chip. So if he lost that chip, then they don't get the next two. So we can play that game if you want. But I thought that he was he was great. And I thought it was a, an outgrowth of the the podcast where he showed real contrition. He showed a an awareness I've never heard. He apologized. And I do think that he's ready to come back and try to be different. Now, he's not going to be guaranteed 100% different, but he knows what he needs to do differently. And I'm here to allow for the ability for any human being to change. Phony as hell. Um, he's like Aaron Rodgers. He just loves attention. Um, gosh, Draymond has gone soft, and I don't like it. Uh, Draymond is playing the victim card. There's now, nothing look, about him being the victim. There's a couple. There's a couple in here of I. I, I loved the. There Draymond was nothing interview. that he said that uh, to me spoke to him being a victim. I agree with you. He spoke to being, you know, mostly deserving of what he got and being reflective of the time he had away. And I thought that it was really interesting that he talked about how hard it was to actually come back and that that jarring moment of him being cleared, like, oh God, I'm cleared. And now that leads me back to all the things, the stress of going back to doing the things that I've done already. And I do think that he's going to be a little bit different in terms of engaging officials, and I think that 
I'm hopeful that he's able to contain his physicality when it comes to flagrants and the opponent. And I know that from my own self and my own anger issues that I have, it's not as easy as, oh, I want to change and therefore I will change. It's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing battle. And he said he'll have losses. He'll have slips. He'll make mistakes. Um, good afternoon. It's Willard and Dibbs. I don't want to make the assumption that everybody's been glued to the radio for the last hour listening to Draymond Green and then Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr will be on with us live in exactly three hours. So uh, we'll have all kinds of follow-up there and can't wait to talk to uh, the coach and, and, and certainly invite you to listen. Um, but uh, th- this, is what, uh, this is what I would say to start off. And, and this is like, th- let's just talk about today. Because I don't think anybody's asking for you Warrior fans to listen to a press conference and now decide that that means everything that's gone on goes away. I, I, I don't think anybody's suggesting that. But Dibs, man, I'm, I'm with you. I thought that was a freaking home run on two levels. Number one, I'm with you that he said exactly not just the right things, because certain people know what to say, but how to say it. Right. It's kind of right. like the whole apology when people say, I'm sorry if uh, you were offended. Or sorry, I'm but. I'm sorry, yeah. but. Yeah. I, th- this is why, like, and Steve Kerr even spoke to that afterwards, where he's like, if the apology comes with an explanation after it, it's not an apology. And so Draymond hit the right tone. There was a lot of, I messed up. There was a lot of self-reflection. There was a lot of, I've cost the Warriors a lot. You know what I really loved is when he started going deep into how many human beings have their own financial welfare attached to the Warriors' success. And he's like, forget the roster. Exactly. Forget the coaches. Exactly. He's like, we've made plenty of money. He's like, do you know how many people who are on wages uh, rely right. on us to not mess up? Well, think about if attendance goes down by 20%. There you go. That's 20% of the ushers, 20% of the concessionaires, 20% of the ticket people, 20% of the security, 20% of everything goes away in theory if Chase Center now has, hey, tonight's attendance, 10,411. Well, how many people lose their jobs based on all of those things, and he feels that. So, here's the other part that I absolutely loved. And maybe this is because of the business we're in, Dibs, that I appreciate this so much. Do all of you know how freaking difficult it is to speak from the heart about something that's emotional for 45 minutes, unscripted, and sound like that? I, I'm sorry. There's zero chance that that was insincere. Zero. It it's, was a mix of comfortable and uncomfortable. It, totally. And when he was uncomfortable, he would pause and he would think about it. And then he would give a an answer that I thought was from the heart. It wasn't just like, well, you know, uh, the league has spoken and my team has spoken and I'm going to do my best. And you know what, guys? I'm going to take it one possession at a time. There was none of that. It was honest, it was reflective, and he listened to questions that were tough, and he thought about it, and he gave good answers. Yeah, I, it, that, that's not easy. No. There's a very, very small percentage of the world that can handle a moment like that. 
and uh, and he did, and and I fully am aware of the fact that some of you will reject some of the things he said. This is somebody who said in this press conference, I'm a people person. I really care about people. I know that there are Warrior fans who have a hard time believing that. But all the way down to, did you hear the way he addressed each reporter, each time it came to a new, right? Here, Janie and Logan yeah. and Kendra, Kendra yeah. and, and, and Slates. Slates. You need to go around the room and how he would, I'm going to look you in the eye. Hey, it, nice to see you. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. you for about four or five weeks. Uh, I'm going to take your question. I'm not going to dodge anything. Very, very difficult to pull off. So to me, it's automatically authentic. It's automatically authentic. I'm fully aware that they're just words. So that doesn't, it's not like, okay, cool, the story's over. But that was an important step in this process. Because one thing Draymond is fully aware of, because if you listen to him talk, my God, you can tell how smart he is. That is a smart man. Very, very smart. Maybe he comes off almost as too smart, which is why some people think that uh, he's lacking sincerity. But he's incredibly smart, and Draymond knows that he needs to win a lot of you back. Yeah. He's got to win a lot of you back. He's got to win a lot of them back, and then by winning them back, then he'll win us back. And by them, I mean his teammates, the coaching staff, the front office, and everyone else with the organization, because those are the people that he owes the most to. He owes almost nothing to us as the fans. All he owes us as a fan base is his best effort. And the one thing that I took away, it's a word that I've been waiting to hear from him in terms of what he's going to stop, and it's antics. He said, I need to stop the antics, and I'm going to stop the antics. And to me, antics are complaining on every call. Antics are you know, getting technicals and getting thrown out. Antics are, after you get thrown out, running around the arena and having the visiting crowd raise the roof. Antics are cheap-shotting opponents and punching Nurkic in the face and choking Gobert. Those are all the antics. So I look forward to seeing him stop the antics, and if he does that, then I think that everyone else will accept him as I have. Uh, We'd love to take some calls. Um, And and unfortunately, I mean, I I hate to sort of package it this way, but based on the commentary, whether it be on social media, on our YouTube feed, glad to have you with us as always, uh, and all the commentary coming through there, I almost feel like asking buy or sell, uh, welcome back or not. Because let's be real. You know, we've, we've been talking about this off and on all year long, and there are plenty, plenty of Warrior fans who are just like, I'm done. I'm done. I have no space left for this player. Did the last hour change your mind at all? Um, I wasn't there. I'm not done with Draymond Green. We spent a good portion of the show yesterday, at least from my standpoint, saying um, the, the big three are still totally off limits. Totally off limits if you want to talk about trades and maneuvers, roster construction. Um, They are still completely, completely dedicated to the big three, and I think the big three are still completely dedicated to one another. But I know a lot of you wish that it were different. So I, I wonder. I wonder where a lot of you are because I also know what I'm looking at on Twitter and YouTube is negatively slanted because that's the nature of social media. Of course. 
Of course. So, I mean, if you look at just the the optics of today, if Steve Kerr was ready to say Draymond go bye-bye, I don't think that he comes out and speaks after Draymond Green. If the organization was ready to part ways with him, then they would have played this a lot differently. So I do think what you're talking about in terms of the big three is accurate because they're, they're going to rally around Draymond Green. Steph is, Clay is, the front office is, Steve is, Steve did. And so here we go. He comes back most likely on Friday for Chicago or the game after that when he gets cleared by Rick Celebrini. The fact that he was back at practice today running around and Draymond said in his press conference today that he thought he was in pretty good shape. So he's coming back and I don't think he's coming back so they can showcase him to uh, trade him before the deadline. No, he's coming back because they need a savior. Um, And No, they do. I don't know if, if it's him or not. They need to start playing better basketball. And I still believe they play better basketball when he's on the team. And they need to start playing better basketball right now. Yeah. 5.30 tomorrow night. No doubt. And I don't know if that's going to be good enough or what that means well, for we'll you know TJD or for Kaminga or for Looney or for the rest of it. But he has to start playing well. They have to start playing well to make this year continue to be significant and get them into a into a play-in or maybe a playoff scenario, depending on how uh, well they can play over the course of their final 45 or 50 games or whatever the number is. But I thought today, just the way he went about it, the tone he struck, it was a lot like the podcast. It's easier to do that on a podcast when you control the message. Right. Today he was answering questions, and I thought that he did a great job of taking it one by one and kind of walking people through honestly with where he was. Oh man, um, I thought he did great. I thought I, I, I thought he did great. But uh, this is going to be a true litmus test because this is the kind of situation where uh, if if and and stop me if you if I use any words that you think don't apply. But if someone said describe the characteristics of Draymond Green in this press conference. Um, engaging, honest, self-reflective, authentic. I could add some more, but that's how I took him. And for anybody out there who feels the same, then the question becomes is, did that adjust anything with regard to how you see this? Because, again, I know we're a sports radio station, therefore... Uh, the callers that we take or the social media we read are going to skew on the negative end of what's actually being thought out there. But it's been a steady stream in the world, and Draymond admitted on his podcast that he heard all this. It's been a steady stream of people saying, done, done. I got, I, got, right. I got no more space for this. Well, let's hear from you at 888-957-9570 because what we hear from people on the phone, when you actually have to put your voice to it, I think it's a little bit more of an honest reflection Agreed. of what people feel because when you're on the YouTube feed, and I love our YouTube audience at YouTube slash 957thegame, you can put up your handle and you can blast away. And if you're on the text line... You can blast away. If you're on Twitter, you can fire away and all the rest of it. But when you actually have to put your voice to it and you have to actually speak to it, I feel like that's a little bit more of an honest reflection for how people feel. And I've been very critical of Draymond, and I've been anti-Draymond and his antics. And I wonder now how he comes back, how he's going to be. And I 
I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I look forward to giving him that benefit of the doubt. But that being said, the next time he does what he's done, it's not going to be okay. Well, it's and it's over. It's over if that happens. Well, depends on what he does. If it's a flagrant two. If it's you know if it's well, just it's a, a garden basket- variety yeah. technical if it's a, foul, if it's a basketball play, then it's a basketball play. Right. It might be a basketball play that's a flagrant two. Well, and he might be suspended for a game. But if he goes out and does you know a non-basketball thing, totally of you know what we've seen in the past couple of months, he's gone for twenty or thirty or more. The rest of the year is probably yeah that will, that's what would happen next. We'll start to play some of the cuts. Our staff is is working their butt off right now, put putting it all together and piecing it all together. I did want to say this too. One one other point that I think is important. And I'm not going to fix this. You're not going to fix this. Um, there's nothing that will ever fix this. But I still want to say it out loud. I really wish we could move past the jealousy that we all have of people who get to play sports for a living and make $100 million. And here's why I say that. Um, When I listen to Draymond Green talk about how stressful this job is and how when the league got on a call with him and said the words return to play, his whole body tightened up like, oh, God, like I'm, I'm going to have to go back out there. It's like I could hear his words, and I already know exactly where a good, healthy portion of the Warrior fan base or any fan base will go with that. Nobody wants to feel sorry for somebody who in their 30s has money taken care of for the rest of their lives gets to play basketball, and retire before age 40. Take a listen to specifically what Draymond said, and then I'll finish that point. I was on one of my calls with with the league, uh, with the PA and Rich and uh, uh, Rick and Mike, and then they started talking about, like, uh, all right, return date. And my body was like, ah, like it just immediately tensed up, and I was like, whoa. That was interesting to me, you know, because it also further confirmed for me what what I had already been thinking about the time that I had off um, and and just sitting away from everything and like how relaxed I was with everything. And and to just hear the word return to play and like tense up immediately, it was just kind of a reminder, you know, of like, okay, you're going to start discussing the return now. That's great. But you can't fall right back into the just like the tense place, and uh, I think that was such a um, great moment for me to have because the last thing I would want is to come back and have that moment when I'm going on the court, you know. And so to have that moment, um, the first time I heard the word return, I thought was also a step for me in the right direction because wow, you're able to process that right away, like as opposed to living through it, and then it's like. Figuring it out after the fact, you know? Are we willing to give these players that? I, I, I certainly am. I know a give lot them what? of them. Well, here's the what idea I mean. of stress? Well, obviously, everybody I'll give experiences them that, stress. I'll give every human being that place because to of me, course. stress is being a single parent and wondering if you hmm. can make your mortgage payment or make the rent or you've got a red notice on your PG&E. That's stress. And if he feels stress... Then he feels stress. We all feel stress. That's a very human 
condition. So I'm not going to say because he has a four-year deal worth $100 million that he can't feel stress. I'll say this. The stress he feels is different than the stress I feel and different than the stress that the listener feels. Maybe. Every stress is different. It's a different subject. I feel stress in a way that you don't feel stress, and you feel stress in a way that I don't feel stress. Right, but what it does to our body might be the exact same thing. It could it's be. It's a different subject matter, but it's the same thing. And I, and that's if, something... If I'm, playing oh, basketball stresses him out, well, then maybe he shouldn't play basketball. I really try hard to, to, to imagine. I can't walk in other shoes. Sure. But I can try to imagine. Oh, I, I try to imagine I, it too. I, can, I can try to imagine and I know that when we go, oh gosh, walk in Draymond's shoes, boy, that must be tough with the whole $200 million and everything. Boy, that must, I get that. That's money and you're right, right. Draymond does not need to worry about money. But just imagine for a second that you had a job where every day when you showed up, people paid thousands of dollars to come see you do a good job. And if you don't do a good job, they're mad and they're disappointed and it's talked about and that's public and that gets to last sometimes two, three, four days before you get to go out there and try it again. To me, that goes hand in hand with what he said about his awareness of how many people rely on the Warrior players to play well. And therefore, if they don't play well, that those people might financially struggle. Their jobs might struggle. I want to acknowledge that that's, in my opinion, very fair. That is very fair. It's all fair and in I terms of I, individual stress. I, I, I dislike the cynicism that goes with your professional athlete, uh, oh, boo-hoo, you're not allowed to tell me that something's hard. You can tell me whatever you want to tell yeah. me. It's, it's, your, it's your reality. I would say this, though, from the outside looking at Draymond, uh, a good portion of his stress is has been created by his own behavior. I don't know if Andrew Wiggins feels that same level of stress maybe of being does. a pro basketball player. Well, I, I, I get everything that Draymond did. So maybe Draymond needs to hang out with Wiggs well, and you know go four for nine and just chill on the weak side, and okay. maybe that would help the stress level. But you're talking about the self-created problems, which is obvious. It's inherent. For you're, sure you're with all, Draymond Green. Absolutely. But if he's talking about, like, hey, like we're down by three... It was five seconds to go, and the ball ended up in my hand, and I'm letting fly on a three-pointer, and it might not go in. In fact, even the best in the world, sure, less than 50-50 that it's going to go in, and that is stressful. Like, he has got a fishbowl job. Yeah, but I don't think that's that stressful. Not every player in the association has the same level of stress, and I would argue that uh. Draymond Green's stress level is higher than others because of what he has created. Partially, I don't think that Clay Thompson, for example, feels that same level of stress. You sure? I I would I guess mean, I've I, never heard Clay Thompson use the word stress. I, I mean, ever. I, I think we've seen it. When t- but you've when, never heard him talk about, man, I'm really stressed well, out right he's, now. He's less with words than Draymond is. Sure. And so maybe he can't do as good of a job of explaining it. But when I watched Tim Kawakami go, hey, Clay, how you doing? And he's like, what, you want to bench me? That's stress. 
Like you're watching. Yeah, it's not stress. That's it's anger. totally. And where do you think the anger comes from? The anger comes from getting it's, cut off by somebody in a Prius today on Main Street uh, <laughs> and having him get out of the car and me get out of the car and say, "Yeah, are you? You want to dance? Did you really? Of course, dude. You're not gonna." <laughs> Some Uber you driver. You got out of punk. the car? He got out first. And then I opened my door. Be careful, dude. And then now you're out and I'm out. Be okay. Be careful. You're out and I'm but out. Be now careful. what? But get, be careful. You you better be careful, no, Prius you know driver. What? Like, no, you know I'm, what, though? I'm not trying to pin you. You sat in this seat and and looked at, was it Spadone? Who was it that you gave kind of the dad talk? Loveman and Spadone. About the bikes, about Wear the scooters. Okay, well, I'm going to look at you and give you the dad talk of, dude, stay in your car. I only get out stay in your when car. I know that getting out is going to be okay. No. He you, got out. You don't know. And I looked and I thought, you, you know what? You don't I'm know. I'm getting out. You, but you don't know. Yeah, he doesn't know either. You don't know what's in his pocket. It wasn't stress, Mark. No. There was nothing stressful about it. <laughs> It was pure, well, unadulterated road rage. Which is it's the a res- clean emotion. Which, which is the result. It felt so good. Of stress. Nah. Or it's, lack of it's, sleep. Or whatever. No, nah, I'm good. The way we react. Now, yeah, now no, we I are. I was good. Now I was are. ready. Um, we're streaming live on Twitch and YouTube. Come Let's talk out. it out. Uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, Twitch.tv slash 957thegame. YouTube.com slash 957thegame. Watch us live and see Dib's cheeks turn red. Uh, you can like and subscribe for all of our content all day long. We really wish that you would. It's all powered by First NorCal Credit Union. And your calls are next. And Steve Kerr is at 5 o'clock on Willard and Dibs. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Dub Nation, it's Draymond Green. My head coach Steve Kerr joins Willard and Dibs today, right here on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, he sure does. Um, although Draymond Green with tons of comments in what was, God, about how long? 40 minutes? How long did he talk? Yeah, it's about 40, 30, 40, 45. 40 yeah, at least 40, yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Uh, meantime, the ESPN trade machine is down, and uh, that's a problem. It's down? It's down. Like it, like you go to the website, you add Team 1, and then it just spins. Oh, jeez. doesn't even allow you to go add Team 2. You trying to trade Draymond uh, after no, that? Because no, his not. stock went up. Draymond? Stock uh, went back up. That's a 2 for Draymond. Um, I, like I like your effort. No. He's, his stock uh, went back up, though. He's staying. And, I'm uh, contrite. I'm apologetic. <laughs> I'm a new man. I'm on the move. And I'm getting you got teed up, and that's it. Uh, no, and thank you, Beard uh, says use Fanspo instead, and and so uh, that's exactly what I'm in the process of doing. Okay, because what I'm trying to do is fact check me on a fact check me and see, and then I need to do not only if does it work, but I got to do some research on what Toronto is looking for. Oh, you're trying to uh, trade Draymond to Toronto? No, not Draymond. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. You try to deal Wiggins? Yeah. Two-way wigs? Yep. 
NBA Finals hero, Andrew Wiggins. One-way wig. One-way ticket to Toronto. Dude, you don't have to try to sell me. I was the first guy on the station who was keeping it real about Andrew Wiggins. Back when it was Steiny Guru and Dibs. Don't victory lap that. He all, he, he I've been them. victory lapping it. I did a whole a championship. bit. He didn't win them a championship. They win it without him? Is this your point? Probably. Oh, God. He was oh, on the team that won a championship. Moonwalk. Moonwalk right did now. Did he win them a championship? Was he or was he not being discussed as potentially the MVP did until two games or ago? Did you not just say that he won them a championship? Did they have any chance without him? They might have, sure. Did you or did you not just say that he he won them a championship? He did. They do not win without his play, dot, dot, dot. He won them a championship. Jordan Poole won them the championship. Uh, Jordan Poole helped them in the regular season. He was way worse in the playoffs than Andrew was. We can play this game. We don't need to do this argument. We don't need to do this. You're trying to trade Wiggins, and I've been trying to get off of Wiggins for years. Yeah, and you were wrong for a couple years, but now you're right. Absolutely spot on right. Yeah, well, then apparently you're giving back the fourth ring. But anyway. You are. That's a a semantics argument that I don't want to get into. No, Wiggins to Toronto, I'm here for it. Tell me who else you're going to trade with him. We're here and we're now. And the question is, is what is Siakam going to cost and what are the Raptors trying to get out of this? Because as I detailed yesterday, the Warriors want to trade Wiggins and the league wants him to trade Kaminga. And I think the Warriors would rather not trade Jonathan Kaminga. So, is it enough? Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, Moses Moody and a pick for Siakam and Gary Trent. There's your deal. Does it work on the, uh, what was that? I try to check. Fan sop or fan wop or. (laughs) Stop fan whopping me. (laughs) Totally. Totally. (laughs) No, I got, like, I got, I'm not going to do this while we're having a conversation. I got to do it during a break. Okay. Um, I thought you could, you know, fan I mean, I could it do it. I could do it on the fly. Do so we want to take a call so I can fan spell while sure, the call? Sure, go a fan right. spell. Hey, hey, uh, spell hey, it. Yeah, Mar- Mark in uh, Berkeley. Hi, you're on with Willard and Debs. Mark, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now, this is, this is, yeah. Yeah. It's going to do better if you talk Warriors. <laughs> if you actually hello? talk. Yes. Yes. Go Don't ahead, say Mark. hello again, or we're going to say goodbye. This is Mark. Yeah. That's why we said Mark. Mark. Hi, Mark. Happy holidays to both of you. Okay. To you as well. And I just I thought Draymond did good. I don't know how sincere he was, but I think he did just fine. And I want to know if you have time, Mark. Get in that story about the lady who wanted to get off the plane before you in Chicago. Oh, God. I don't even know what you're talking about. What story, Mark? You were all getting off the plane, and she decided that she was more important than you. Oh. And yes. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot of a story to tell, but, like, that's... Yeah, like, this is... I'm not wrong, right? This is a very, very clear plane etiquette rule. Don't move. Until all the people in front of you are exiting the plane. You don't get to jump anybody's row. Correct? I love how we have selective etiquette in terms of... What do you mean? Like, that, that lack of etiquette is so alarming to people, yet we all have so many other things etiquette-wise that we... We feel like we can violate, whether it's too many items in the express checkout line or if it's I'm in the right lane and I know it's a right turn only lane, but I'm going to cut in late. That's okay. 
And all well, the who other said, who said those no, things, but, were but okay. it's so funny because we all have like selective outrage when it comes to etiquette. Yes, yeah. that person is very, very offensive, and I'm actually the one who sticks out his leg and tries to intentionally trip that person <laughs> on the plane I or trip an old lady on if, a plane. If you're coming from row 21 and I'm in row 14 and you're gonna barge seven aisles forward, you're getting tripped. And that's the way that goes. I'm holding my laptop up to you right now. and On Fanspo. Hopefully you can see, see it See, you could do YouTube that during the segment. Yeah, you were I, able to. And I did, yes, because we went down the road of a completely pointless plane story. Uh, but it was your plane story. Read that. Well, he that, obviously was on the plane with you. Uh, no, maybe I've mentioned it before. Anyway, uh, what's that word there at the top in green? It says uh, success. Success. Yes. And what's your trade there, Fanspo? Um, Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, Moses Moody, and a pick. To Pascal Siakam and Gary Trent, Raptors and Warriors. Salaries match. Does Toronto do that? I don't know. I know that Fanspo says they do, but what do you think? Because you're basically getting well, you're getting Andrew Wiggins, a an eighth man, and a pick is what you're getting. And well, the pick you're and getting, and again, and remember, I, the I pick still, you're getting I is not your, this year's pick. I know the pick you're getting is next year's pick, and so. You're assuming that the pick, if the Warriors continue to be what the Warriors have been, so Toronto's getting the 22nd pick in the NBA draft, which is uh, mostly meaningless. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they know that, and I don't necessarily agree. If with you're your, Toronto, your you're movie. banking on it not being a lottery pick. Um, yeah, yeah, because we'll the Warriors but, are usually not in the lottery. Um, all right. So listen, uh, it's not going to include Draymond. Um, right. It's not going to include Clay. Uh, if if you ask me. Um, and we'll see. The report's out there that the Warriors don't want to include Kaminga either. Right. One of the big things I'm looking for when Draymond gets back is Draymond, Kaminga, who's starting, who's blending. That's a big part of this. Um, let's continue to hear a little bit more about uh, what Draymond had to say. First and foremost, and I wonder how this kind of resonated with everybody, uh, because at a, a certain point he talked about needing a break from everything i took some time away from everything like one thing i touched the ball for the first 10 days because it was the least important thing to me i needed a break just from everything and one of the best things in the world for me was not waking up the next day like all right i gotta go get this workout in i gotta go get a lift in i gotta go do this it was wonderful waking up like nope i have an eight month old um i have a three-year-old seven-year-old and nine-year-old it was wonderful waking up to them and being home when they wake up and indulging in that process uh you know then it felt good to get back in the gym after i've sat with some of my thoughts you know after and i think and and going back after 10 days it was refreshing to go get a workout in you know it wasn't but it didn't feel like a routine you know it didn't feel like i was jumping right back into the the revolving door if you will and 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 just start back spinning i was like nope i'm gonna go here today and i'm gonna get some shots up i'm gonna go here and i just really want to get my body moving and get a sweat it wasn't some routine or with some goal of getting back to the court it was simply just nope this is what i feel like i should go do today or this is what i want to go do today that was therapeutic in itself. You know, you never realize how stressful this job is until you no longer have that stress. And then it's like, whoa. So, uh, like, whoa, I, I, you know, that was the sound clip for me where I could just feel, 
I can feel the triggers. I can feel the triggers from the fan base. Oh, Draymond, you needed a break, did you? You needed a break from your stressful job, and you worked out when you felt like it and then went to LeBron's party when you felt like it, huh? Is that what you did for the last four weeks? I, I can feel that stuff. But I wonder, I wonder. Some of this boils down to whether or not you buy that Draymond was doing self-work right now or not. And I'll admit, on the way in, I, I kind of had my doubts. I was a little skeptical on this whole, like, Draymond needs to go away and uh, go on a retreat, and this is now a mental health issue. I'm like, we've never looked at it that way before. Why are we suddenly looking at it now that way? But in listening to the podcast and listening to him talk today, I do believe that that's how he handled it. Will it work? Only time will tell. But I'm going to take him at his word that that's what this was because therapy and meditation and peace and calm and quiet can come in many different forms. I used to try to meditate. I hated it. I'm not good at it. My mind just started going through my to-do list. But if I go play nine holes by myself, that's meditation. That's meditation for me. There's movement. It's calm. It's clearing. I can get away and just have quiet. That can look like a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah, for me, it was always running. Long okay. distance running. That's, that's a great four answer. Four miles, six miles, 10 miles, 15 miles. I did a 50-mile race, which is one of the better days I've ever had in my life. And so for me... That was always the uh, the therapy was being able to put the put the earbuds in and just go and you know I used to enjoy cycling but the the threat of a flat tire or of an accident took away some of that meditative relaxation for me so I found running to be just great yeah you can pull a muscle or whatever or you can have foot issues but you're probably not going to have a mechanical failure and so. You just go, and it's you, and it's the road, and the trail, or whatever you prefer, and that was meditative. So I wonder about Draymond Green and his return, because I take him at his word in terms of you know, how he felt being at home with the kids. Four mm-hmm. kids. he got four kids and a wife, four kids under seven, and when you're home, like he is now, you get back in that rhythm, and you get that, that full appreciation for being a dad. And, you know, being home every day. And I'm lucky that I get to be with my daughter every morning from 7 to 11. And I rush home. You and I both, we rush out of here. At the end of the show, you get home to your three so you can do everything. And I get home to my baby so I can spend an hour with her when, you know, I can pick up the pieces for supper. And I can, you know, clean up after dinner. And I can get her in her bath. And we have our routine. And it it matters. It's important to me. And it's important to Draymond. But now, you're going back into... The cauldron of the stress well, and the pressure but, and the media and opponents and the travel and the, the road and all the rest of it. So I hope that he's able to carry with him the work that he's done because I know he's done a lot of work and he's had meetings and I think he had he now has techniques to help him through it. But you go from the calm of being at home with your four and your wife you're now back in the mixer again. Totally. I mean, um, that's going to be a challenge. Well, I don't disagree, but then again, that can be therapeutic, too. Um, in many ways, I'm sure yeah, it will we've be. Heard, we've heard many... Trust me, I love this show, yeah. 2 to 6. Well, I mean... Boy. Couldn't get out of the house early enough today. Oh. <laughs> read, 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 read. I just read-read that book for oh, the gosh. 19th time. 
<laughs> Coach, she's in uh, she's in book mode. Yeah. So book, we, book, book, book. dude, we read this book seven has, times. Has she talked to Lucas anytime recently? I mean, <laughs> she could probably we get help him, him in the book mode. Book, book, book. Anyway, that was Sorry, that was Lucas, a four. That's too easy. The cheap shot, and you know I like cheap shots. <laughs> no, but look, work when you've had time away from it, if you love your job, becomes therapeutic as well. We've heard a lot of athletes say that their sanctuary is the court or the field or whatever. And you're absolutely right. I think you and I can both speak to the fact that sometimes uh, this show or shows we've done are our therapy. I can certainly think of times in my life, uh, COVID slash divorce happening. Sure. I couldn't wait for the four hours of the show every day. Put a headset on and my God, I'm going to talk to some Bay Area sports fans as opposed to this person sure. over here, right? So um, I, I hope that for Draymond. I, I hope am, that's I what this is. I am therapy is what I'm taking away from this. <laughs> I am I therapy. am, yeah. I, like, when people go, hey, what's Dibs like? I'm like, oh, therapeutic. Therapy? I mean. Uh, he's therapeutic. <laughs> it's, what, it's the first word I've used all the time when I describe you. But by, by the way, speaking of that, though, like getting back to action for Draymond, I like this part, too. Urgency. It's urgent from a professional standpoint because I wasn't hurt. At least my body wasn't hurt. My mind was hurt. My feelings was hurt. Uh, but it wasn't like some injury cost me off the floor. So it's very urgent because I've cost my team enough. I've cost this organization enough. You know, and so it's not a time for me to just come back and be like, all right, I'm going to take my time and get back when I can. No, like you caused this yourself. And so you don't get the grace. And although I'm very appreciative of our organization, number one for the support, but number two, they're putting the plan together to ramp up. If it was up to me, I would love to come back and play right now. Reality is it's probably not the best thing for me or the best thing from an organizational standpoint and what that looks like moving forward and, and the risk of injury and all those things. But, you know, there's a human component of this as well. And you sit home and you watch these games and as a competitor, you want to help. Yeah, I, I tell you what, in listening to this and go ahead and get all mad at me for this one, I, I, I got a little bit fired up. I got a little inspired about the Warriors season because it's not over yet. And I'm not talking about championship contention. They're, they're not even in the play-in tournament right now, so why would we talk about that? But they're also not that far out, um, and, and I still believe there are scenarios that could unfold over the next four or five weeks that put this team on a little run. And they're one little winning streak away from being at least back into some sort of a mix. And, uh, and I don't think that it's completely far-fetched that Draymond Green's return is a piece of that puzzle. I don't know about the piece, but a piece of that puzzle. It's a big piece of that puzzle because it puts everybody else in a position where maybe they can play a role that is more befitting of where they are in their career. And TJD's been great, but right now he's probably a 12 to 16 minute guy. And Kaminga's been outstanding, but he's probably a 20 to 24 minute guy, even though fans want him to, to play 36 minutes. You pointed it out before that when he played 36 minutes on Friday, he was largely effective. He was not highly effective. He was not majorly impactful. He was good, but he was not a huge impact on the game. So with CP out and GP out, and you're leaning on other people to step up and fill those minutes, you need Draymond Green, especially on defense, where their defense has been porous of late. 
and they've really struggled to stop anybody in mm-hmm. many ways. So can Draymond come and help to calm things down and maybe right the ship? <laughs> sure. Does that mean that you go from an 11 seed to a 4 seed in the no. next two months? I doubt it. Probably not. But just stem the tide, get into the play-in, maybe you make it into the play-off, and then you go from there with all your veterans. You know what's interesting? I think that a similar emotion overcomes everyone when they're talking and thinking about Draymond Green in recent months. And it's the word exhaustion. Bob Myers used it, Steve Kerr used it, and tons of our listeners have used it. They're worn out, they're tired, they're sick of the story, they're sick of the person, they're sick of the antics, which he talked a lot about. They're sick of the whole thing. And what I've wondered all along is, does he wear his teammates out in that same way? Um, Festus Azili was on with us yesterday. We asked him, what's it like being a teammate with Draymond Green? He immediately responded with, that's one of my favorite people on the whole planet. Um, We asked Pods when he came on about being a teammate with Draymond Green. He said, it's exactly the guy that you want on your side. Now, they're saying it on the radio, so maybe that's for real, and, uh, and maybe it's not. I, I don't know. But that's where my curiosity lies, because the whole idea of Draymond improving this team, there's the obvious, as you just pointed out, the defense, like the basketball, the right, stats, right. the metrics that tell you they're a better team when they have one of their better players. But I wonder about the emotional welfare, the morale of the guys. And this was kind of under the radar, but he mentioned in this presser today, this is a group that genuinely enjoys being around one another. Right. And then he said, and it's not always been that way. Yeah. And and, and, and we know exactly what he's talking about. Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh. well, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah Jordan but, Poole is but, what but, he's talking right? about. Yeah. Like, like this idea that Oh, the locker room is fractured. and I mean, sure, there's tension. There's tension because they're losing. There's tension because there's trade talk. Those things are stressful. But I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if these guys, they say that they like being a teammate with Draymond. They say they want him back. Right. And if they do, uh, then, then this is a great thing, that, uh, that Draymond is not only back, but that he says that, that he's ready to be a, a, a different presence with the team. Well, that's the Draymond they want back. They don't want the Draymond back who gets texts or two texts or chokes an opponent or flail punches and gets suspended and all the rest of it. They don't want that Draymond back. They want the intense, demonic Draymond who focuses on winning and nothing else. And if it means you get a tech here and there because you argue with officials, fine. That's different than Draymond having a singular focus on yelling at refs and yelling at teammates and punching teammates and all the rest of it. They want the Draymond back that has been the winning Draymond. And hearing what Draymond had to say today and in his podcast yesterday, if that's the Draymond they get back, then of course they want him back. Steve Kerr in exactly two hours. We continue with your calls next. 888-957-9570 is the number. Are you buying or selling what you heard from Draymond Green today? We're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. And uh, also, coming up next, you'll hear this answer. He was asked, okay, what techniques have you learned next time 
the anger shows up. We'll let you hear what he said in a moment on Willard and Dibs. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 